it's not like you plant that seed and then wander off. It's showing up every day over the pot plant where you planted the seed and, and continue to water it. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hello, and welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's your host, Eileen. Today's episode is about the moon and moon cycles, how to work with the moon cycles to flow with life. With us today is Dr. Ezzy Spencer, a coach and best-selling author of the book, Lunar Abundance. First a lawyer, she started to work with the moon cycle to reconnect with her intuition, creativity, and emotional well-being. This personal passion project became a global coaching business. She now specializes in helping women to recover from toxic relationships. Hello, Ezzy. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle. How are you? I'm so well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Let's talk about moon cycles. I'm curious, how did you even get into learning about and working with the moon? Well, it's an interesting story because I actually started out in a very different career. I started out working in the law and I was working in the field of women's safety and domestic violence, actually. So it was a very meaningful job. However, mm-hmm. I was very much locked in that cycle of you know, hustle and push and addiction to work and I was really, I think, disconnected from myself. I was living from the neck up in in so many ways and really wanting to to do Mm -hmm. a lot more and achieve more. There was a sense of something that was elemental missing from my life, even though I wouldn't have articulated that at the time in that way, because this is actually before Instagram. This is over a decade ago. It was before (laughs) we had access to, Mm -hmm. to all of the online inspiration that we have now. And so one thing in my search, in my quest to try to come back to myself really was that I had kept a journal ever since I was a kid. And then at some point, I don't know exactly when or exactly why, but I started to look up in the sky and see where the moon was in terms of what phase it was in. And an example of a moon Mm -hmm. phase is like the full moon is, is one moon phase and the new moon is another moon phase. And I would draw in my journal a little picture of where the moon was in the sky and I would just go about writing in my journal about, you know, what was what was happening and how I was feeling and what was going yeah. on in my life. And something very interesting happened, which is that I found over time there was a correlation between where the moon was in the sky Ooh. and what was going on for me. So how I was yeah. feeling, what was going on for me emotionally, you know, my energy levels and that type of thing. And because the moon cycle is a very short Mm -hmm. cycle, it only goes for a month. It's a very observable cycle. It's a trackable cycle. And what I found was those correlations between where the moon was in the sky and Mm -hmm. what was happening 
happening, you know, inside of me were actually Whoa. patterns that would repeat from moon cycle to moon cycle. So I was like, oh, this is so interesting. And I started to play around with it a little bit. And I started to align my own energy rhythms to, to the moon. So for example, at the full moon, I'd have a lot more energy. And so I would do more, you know, work at those times. I would be a lot more, you know, social and outgoing. I also would experience mm-hmm. a lot more emotional intensity at that yeah. time. As a lot of people do, I think. And then at the balsamic moon phase, which is actually the eighth of the eight moon phases, I would feel a lot more introverted and like I would want to draw Mm. within and be more reflective. So what I would find is that when I would align my life and my work to the extent that I could, because I was still working in an office job at that time, I would be able to be a lot more productive at certain times. And then it gave me permission to draw back and to reflect and and go within and and not have to really uh, fall victim to that FOMO and and feeling like I should just keep pushing. Mm. And so it really brought me back from that line of burnout that I had been walking in my 20s was, was the first takeaway for me from this experience of working with the moon cycle. But then something a lot more profound started to emerge for me as well, because the moon is, you know, been associated with, you know, the, the mystical and the poetic yeah. through the, mm-hmm. through the ages, you know, through millennia. And I found that I started to access more of my own inner knowing, my intuition, a deep wow. connection with myself. I was able to feel a sense of, of being able to touch something, which I had always been yearning for, I think, in terms of, of a connection to, to a spirituality or a deeper truth and, you know, maybe even a, a deeper feminine power, um, which had just not been something I was able to access in my very you know, traditional Australian suburban mainstream upbringing. And the moon yeah. started to unlock this for me in all kinds of ways. And uh-huh. I started to evolve the practice as well because I just got more and more excited by what started to emerge in my life. And I started to set intentions at the new moon, which is the first of the moon phases, so the start of the moon Mm -hmm. cycle. And I would find that the intentions would actually start to come true and real in my life. So it was like I was able to access these magical powers. And of course, I started talking about it with everybody and and people would just lean in. People were so fascinated with with what I was experiencing and they wanted to learn how to do it too. Yeah. So can you explain how and why the moon can affect us like this? Like what's the example of that cycle? It seems like energy and emotion has to do with it, but can you explain to us? Yeah, well, I mean, I can speak to, I think, I think there's a number of different theories around why the moon has the effect that it does. And some of them are around the the gravitational pull and related to how the moon Mm -hmm. affects the tides and and humans have got, you know, a a very high degree of water in in our bodies as well. So there seems to be a very natural kind of uh, relationship there. There also are, I guess, 
you know, just the, the, the theory of that where our attention goes, then we're able to affect our own reality in a way. So I personally work with the moon as a natural timekeeper mm. uh, for the reason that the scientific research isn't really there to support many of the, you know, the theories out there around the moon, why the moon has the effect that it does, which in and of itself is actually very, very interesting that right. this is something which, you know, people have got so much anecdotal evidence about mm-hmm. the fact that when you start aligning with the moon cycle, it really does work. But uh, there's 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 also some interesting commentary around the fact that it's, it's not very uh, sort of sexy or scientific to even study the moon. So the research isn't necessarily there to support the theories. But wow. what I find is that by working with the moon as a natural timekeeper, by being very intentional about how I want to lead my life and by being very clear about what I would like to invite in, you know, with the intention that I I plant and seed in a symbolic and and metaphorical way at the time of the new moon. And then by working actively to bring that intention into form, into reality throughout the entire moon cycle, then simply by putting my attention and aligning with something which is a very, you know, natural rhythm in the universe that exists outside of me tends to have this, you know, almost like magnetic result where it's, we are able to start to, to see these opportunities come to life and, and come towards us without perhaps having to be out there pushing yeah. and striving and hustling in the way mm. that so many of us are, are used to. I see what you're saying. So you're saying when you set your intentions and flow, kind of work with the moon, it seems like everything flows with more ease. Absolutely. And you're not pushing yourself as hard. That is so interesting. I got to try it. Does that mean that you only set intentions for the month because one cycle is like one month? So that that's how you... I guess, plan your life? Yeah, how the Lunar Abundance Practice works, uh, which is what I ended up calling the the practice, which which I created, which is, it's just quite a layered practice. How the Lunar Abundance Practice works is by setting one intention at the start of the moon cycle and by setting that intention in a very specific way. So very much anchored to the feelings and and the physical sensations uh, in, in the body. And so I find that by setting one intention, at the start of the moon cycle, then it's a way to start to create a dream life, but to do it in a way which Mm -hmm. isn't overwhelming. So not trying to, you know, make huge changes in every single area of your life overnight, but by really breaking it down into small achievable intentions, which can be done or, you know, which can actually be achieved in, in, in a short space of time can be a very effective way to stay calm and focused Mm -hmm. and also present uh, to life as it starts to, to come alive. Yeah. And do you tend to set a new intention every new moon or have you like carried over past intentions? Just not sure how it works. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So it's a little bit of a choose your own adventure. I find that when I started to work with this practice, I, there was a lot that I wanted to change in my life from everything Mm -hmm. from where I was living to the work that I was doing to the amount that I was earning. And so my intentions, sorry, started to work with this practice were very much related to, you know, very specific, tangible areas of life. And I would say, you know, set an intention in one moon cycle about 
about perhaps wanting to um, you know move house or, or wanting to, to change something around my physical environment or mm-hmm. wanting to, to find a new job and that kind of thing and a lot of people find that you know there's quite a quite a few things that they want to change in their life when they start to, to come in and do this work then what I found over time is I've matured with the practice which I've been doing for over 10 years now so every single moon cycle for over 10 years I still do the practice wow. and partly because it really works you know a lot of what yeah. I, would, I would do really it would come true I've yeah. found that I tend to work more deeply with more thematic based intentions over time so for example wanting to cultivate a deeper level of self-compassion for instance or mm. if I'm working towards a much bigger goal in my life so last year I actually moved to New York City from Australia which was of course not something that happened overnight and working towards that particular goal had me breaking down you know sort of smaller parts of that goal and and setting an intention related to to that bigger overarching goal but always coming back to the feelings so physical sensations in my body and then also accessing an elevated emotional state particularly using gratitude around having that intention already coming true. So there's a number of different Mm, ways that people can work with the practice depending on their life circumstances and, and what it is that they want to achieve in their life at a particular time. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you use a lot of like law of attraction manifesting techniques, which I I'm pretty sure most of our audience is familiar with, but is that your foundation? you would say? Well, I actually didn't know about law of attraction when I started to work with the moon cycle. I was really taken by the idea of the planting that seed. So I was probably in, 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 you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and the moon has been associated with agriculture and with farming across many different cultures over the ages. So I was really riffing on, on that. And I was influenced by astrology earlier Mm. on in the development of the practice as well. So that was really my entry point into it Mm -hmm. I think that there probably are you know there is an alignment between a lot of what's taught in the law of attraction space and then the lunar practice which moved through me I haven't really ever dived very deeply into the law Mm -hmm. of attraction type of thing the only thing that I'd say as a, a differentiation to to what I often hear about law of attraction is that the way that I set intentions and teach the setting of intentions in the lunar abundance practice isn't just about let's setting the intention. It's that's the first step. So that's the first of eight steps. So it's not like you plant that seed mm-hmm. and then wander off. It's around actually showing up every day over the pot plant where you planted the seed and, and continue right. to water it. So still needing to take some action and, and to take very yeah. discerning action to to bring that intention into form. For sure. And since you've been doing this for over 10 years, I mean, now you're an expert. What are the new insights or I guess new practices that you've developed over the years? Well, I feel like that the one thing which has come through as I've continued to teach this practice over time, because now there's been really tens of thousands of, of women and mostly women. I mean, it's not a gender specific practice, but mostly women tend to be the ones who are curious or fascinated mm. with the moon cycle. Yeah. have really brought into my my awareness and helped to support me to develop the practice tends to be around bringing in more of that elevated emotional state. So I think that particularly with the rise of, of social media, you know, it can be, and I experienced this myself personally, you know, it can be for me a huge sort of 
downer, I find, you know, when I spend a bit of time on on social media now, I find that I'm actually quite vulnerable to starting to feel, you know, not all that great um, inside of myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's probably not news to to anybody else, but that seems to be something that's accelerating for me. And I do hear that as well from my clients. And so one thing that feels very important to me and has continued to be important to me and is part really of my daily practice still is around continuing to come back, bringing myself back into an elevated emotional state. Mm -hmm. And so that is often done quite easily by linking one's intention to gratitude and a feeling of, of, of gratitude that what it is that I'm wanting to cultivate is already coming true. And then it's also around linking, you know, my intention to how it is that I want to feel, but really naming how it is that I want to feel is that I want to feel joyful. You know, I want to feel energized. I want to have vitality. I want to be savoring my life. And so being very intentional about linking the, that the feeling states to, to those more elevated emotional states and consciously coming back to those elevated emotional states every morning through a meditation practice or an alignment practice. You mentioned that mostly women are the ones that are fascinated with the moon. I I mean, I've heard a lot about how females are connected to the moon through our menstrual cycles. What other connections do women have with the moon? And also what about men? You know, do they benefit from working with the moon or do you think it's what do you think? Well, I feel like anybody benefits from having greater self-awareness and greater body awareness and living a more right. intentional life for sure. And that's one of the the real draws of the moon to me. You know, I, I wasn't on a, a natural sort of a cycle at the time. I was taking artificial synthetic birth control at the time that I worked with the moon. So it was a beautiful way for me to connect with my body without having a, a regular a menstrual cycle. So that was the the entry point for me. Um, and a lot of women aren't on a natural bleeding cycle. And, and so it's, I think it's, it's, it's really exciting that for me, that, that this is a, a, a practice, which is transcendent of gender, but also transcendent, I think of age and time of life and, and all of those kind of things. In terms of why women are drawn to the moon, I mean, it is you know indisputable that the moon cycle is around the same length of the of, of a woman's menstrual cycle. So mm-hmm. that is obviously a, a natural affinity and a, a seemingly natural link between the the moon and the sky and women's bodies. But I also think that the at least the lunar practice in in the way that I practice it is very much around coming back into the feminine and celebrating the more feminine qualities of being able to to receive, being able to relax, being able to be more reflective rather than say, you know, the more, you know, masculine qualities. And here I've got air quotes, you know, of, right. of sort of, of, of initiating yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and making things happen and, and driving forwards and, and being more active all the time. And I think that we need both of these qualities. You know, we all need the, the mm-hmm. exactly. The it's all both. about the balance of, and yeah. the harmony between those polarities. But I think it's also 
again, indisputable that the more masculine qualities are the ones that are celebrated in the Western world. And so I was in a very masculine profession working in the legal profession. And that was, you know, had me and had my, you know, entire sort of colleagues and my peer group and everyone all around me were, were all pretty divorced from these more sort of feminine aspects of, of just being more intuitive, mm. being more in flow, being more in touch with our feelings and, and our emotions and, and being more in touch with the, the wildness of, of, the, of the creative process. And the creative process is, is just, you know, you, just being human, you know, it's not even necessarily about creating creating art or in the more stereotypical sense or the way that we often think about it it's it's about how do we craft our our day-to-day lives and how do we do that in a way which is you know authentic Mm -hmm. and and attuned to us and how we feel and what feels right to us at at any time so I think that women tend to get very uh, drawn into a practice which is celebratory of all of those aspects of 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 ourselves where I think that we've often and I again talking for myself but talking for many of the the women that I work with you know we've tended to sort of get ahead up to a point in the world by actually suppressing many of these aspects of ourselves but I think it, it has a plateau point and that plateau point is often where we tend to get very burnt out it's where we start to feel that sense of disconnection from from right. our hearts, from our souls, from our true purpose, the real reason why we are here on Earth. And I think that the, the Lunar Abundance practice has certainly been a very practical way for me to start to, to come back to having that balance in my own life. And the impact of that has just been so far outside of anything that my mind could have possibly imagined when I started out working uh, you know with this in in my mid-20s I couldn't even have dreamed up the life which I now currently live with my mind but it's something which has just evolved and it's it's really happened through me listening to my intuition at every single step of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you've built your intuition and it's so strong now that you're you're flowing naturally through life the way you should. And most people don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know how to do it. Yeah. And, and so what's just been so exciting is just I think it's it hasn't been something that has happened overnight. It has been a practice. And it has been a devotion yeah. to a practice, you know, from moon cycle to moon cycle, but then also just from day to day within the moon cycle. And it doesn't need to be like a two hour long practice, you know, it can just be a couple of minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And by reconnecting, you know, to, to one's new moon intention, which you said at the start of the moon cycle, but reconnecting to that intention and again, linking it to the physical sensations in the body, like taking it out of the head, but bringing it back into, you know, what does it feel like in my heart? You know, what does it feel like in my, in my womb? What does it feel like in my legs? You know, Mm. what does it feel like in, in terms of, you know, just my sense of, of overall, you know, emotional well-being? if I was able to, to live with that sense of, of kindness and and self-compassion and abundance and joy and um and to be able to have the courage to do whatever it is that deep down I I really really desire 
Mm-hmm. I love it. It sounds so powerful. And we do have a question from Instagram. So Milk Tea Dante asked, does each moon phase throughout the year have the same effects? Meaning, you know how the moon has a phase, but throughout the year and throughout the different seasons, is it the same or is it, do you notice a difference? Mm, It's such a good question. And what I love about this practice is that it's always inviting us to come within and to check in on exactly that answer for ourselves at all times. And so you can imagine the moon is like a mirror. And so if you see the moon at night or if you have something, you know, lunar in in your immediate visual environment that can remind you to come within and, and to to check in on how it is that you're feeling at any one time, then that answer will start to be revealed to you. Mm. So what I personally find is that I, so I worked with the eight moon phases in each one of the moon cycles. So the moon cycle lasts for about a month. Each one of those months has the eight moon uh, phases in it. And each one of those moon phases lasts for three or four days a piece. And so it's a constant practice of, of checking in on, on what's evolving and changing and flowing and moving in one's life. But it may be as well that say in, you know, in, if you're in the season of, of, of summer, there may be in general, you know, more, uh, you know, exuberance, more spaciousness, uh, more of a, a, a sense of, of, of wanting to be out there and exploring and, and having a different, say, creative experience at a full moon in summer to, to a full moon in, in winter may have, you know, a different right. uh, impact upon you because you're uh, having a, a, a bit of a different stage of your life. It can also play out in even bigger cycles and, and bigger ways. So, you know, the invitation with the moon cycle is to start to, to tune into cycles, but the moon cycle is just one yeah. cycle, of course. So it may be that you're in a more active year of your life, True. say, if you're building a business or if you're going back to study or, you know, if you're going through one of those, uh, you know, bigger life changes that you may have a more active year and then there may be more fallow years in your life Mm -hmm. as well and so the invitation is always just to be checking in to see how you're feeling and just you know celebrate however it is that you're feeling in in any moment and know that if you know if you're not feeling great or you're not feeling amazing you know this too shall pass and there are it's always within your hands to set another intention at the next new moon to start to to welcome in you know different circumstances different opportunities you know different feelings so you can start to step into the driver's seat more in your life in that way and is it part of your routine to journal do you journal like every night or something what does your routine look like with the moon yeah so every morning before i get out of bed. So before I even open my eyes, when I'm still in that liminal space between Mm -hmm. dreaming and coming out into the world, I I actually sit with my new moon meditation. So Mm. that's the meditation that I set at the start of that moon cycle. And then every single morning throughout that entire month, I will come back to that intention. And I use words. So I'll wrap 
you know, put my, write out my intention in words at the start of the moon cycle, but then I use those words as a trigger to come back to the feeling. So again, mm-hmm. I can't emphasize enough how powerful the feeling is. I feel like yeah. the feelings and again, linking it to that elevated emotional state and, you know, really feeling grateful for that intention already coming true in my life, really anchoring mm-hmm. that physical sensations in my body every single morning, just for a couple of minutes is, you know, it's sort of 10x, I think, in terms of its impact than just writing out my intention or even just returning to my intention in words. So, and how long would you do this in the morning? How long does it take? You know, it really depends on how much time I have to be totally honest. So Mm -hmm. I would always do it for a minimum of a minute. So, and I think most of us can manage a minute in the morning. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And if I have more time, you know, if I could spend 20 minutes, which can be a bit of a luxury in the morning, then I'll spend 20 minutes. But it's Mm. more around the consistency of the practice. So doing it every single morning. And it can be very helpful when we're starting to bring a new habit into our lives to really just add it on, like stack it on with an existing habit. Mm -hmm. And that way we we can start to train our brains very quickly to go into autopilot mode with it. So it doesn't become another chore or something else we've got to do on our to-do list. It just becomes automatic. And so for me, like just wait, getting out of bed in the morning is waking up. Like that's just the, that's already happening. That's already automatic. So it's very, very easy just to add in a minute into that process in yeah, the morning. I love it. Yeah. A minute is so doable and I'm excited to try this. Yeah. All right, Ezzy, I'm going to move on to rapid fire questions, which I ask all of our guests at the end of the show. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. What does your dream life look like? Oh, it's just what I'm living now, which is very much a life, which is, I guess I'm just in the flow of life, as you said before, where I do mm-hmm. feel like I am creating my my life in every single moment. I don't have a sense of anxiety about what the future holds. I have a sense of confidence that whatever is coming is going to be great. And if <laughs> there are challenges, then I know I'm resourceful and I can overcome them. Awesome. What is one book or resource you recommend to everybody? I love the book power versus force by David Hawkins. And I, Mm. are you familiar with that book? No, I haven't heard of it. It's a great book because it speaks about the different types of consciousness that we have as humans and also the ability that we have to be able to change our level of consciousness. So anything from shame or guilt right up to, you know, joy and peace and how that operates at, at the subconscious level as well. But we do have power to go into the subconscious and change our emotional states. Wow. I'm sure you use that in your intentions when you're like feeling and your emotions, right? Yeah. Those elevated emotional states. Yes, Yes, for sure. Actually, that was a very influential book for me when I read that maybe five, six years ago. And that was, that, that gave a solution, I think, to, to what I was starting to experience, what a lot of other people were experiencing. Mm. What is one habit that has changed your life? I would say that the morning meditation that I do absolutely changed my life. And I was meditating before I started working with the moon cycle. So Mm -hmm. I linked in my own moon meditation into my existing meditation practice, but meditation has been the single biggest force to help me to live a very, you know, peaceful, grounded life. And then linking in again, you know, those elevated emotional states and the lunar practice into meditation 
has just helped me to feel like I'm absolutely, you know, in, in, in charge of my own destiny. Awesome. What is the best life or career advice you've ever gotten? <laughs> I feel like there is the, the very good book title by the coach Marshall Goldsmith, which is what got you here won't take you there. And mm. I really like that sort of simple pithy advice because it's a constant reminder that we are here to grow and evolve and that there is always opportunity for us to take a very, you know, good look at ourselves in a very kind, loving and compassionate way and see where our blind spots may be and see what further adjustments we can make in our lives Mm -hmm. to continue to to progress and continue to craft our own dream lives. Mm -hmm. And the last one, finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is... Just that we exist. I mean, just going out at night, I think, and and looking up at the stars and our incredible galaxy, you know, and just just knowing that there's so much out there and it's just an extraordinary, you know, accident or not of the cosmos that, that we're here and, you know, we're just determined to make the absolute most of it. I love that. And I completely agree. All right, Ezzy, where can our listeners find you online? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Ezzy Spencer. You spell my name E-Z-Z-I-E, Spencer, S-P-E-N-C-E-R. And then if your listeners want to come over to my website, ezzyspencer.com, I have created a special page at ezzyspencer.com slash lavendaire where people can download a free moon planner if people are interested in starting to to work with this practice, starting to track the moon phases. It has all of the dates for all of the moon phases for the year ahead in the northern and the southern hemisphere. I also have some lunar meditations over there as well. So if people are interested in diving deeper into the practices, some juicy free downloads to get started there. Awesome. Thank you so much. This was so interesting and insightful and I can't wait to start flowing with the moon more. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited to hear how you go with it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Ezzy Spencer. And I hope that this conversation inspired you to explore more about the moon cycles. I know I'm interested in learning more. So use the new moon to set intentions and understand how your feelings change, how your energy changes as you flow through life with the cycles of the moon. So a couple takeaways I got aside from everything about the moon cycles with Ezzy Spencer is her morning meditation. I think it's such a great idea to spend even just one minute right after you wake up to reflect on your intentions that you've set for the month and also feel how you want to feel, you know, with what you desire. So you want to feel that gratitude, feel the joy that you want to feel in life. And you guys can tell just by Ezzy's energy, she is so bright. And I feel that she is living the life that she wants to live because every morning she starts it by feeling as if she's already there. And you know what? she is. So much of it has to do with the feeling. So it's all about elevating your emotions, feeling gratitude and joy, abundance, all of these, I guess, high level feelings, high level vibrations. And on the topic of setting intentions for your life, don't forget that the new 2020 Artist of Life workbook is out. It is a guide to creating your most inspiring and successful year yet. We have monthly goal pages where you set your monthly goals and then you reflect. And there are just so many 
many journaling prompts and exercises in the workbook that can help you plan and visualize your best year yet for 2020. So if you're interested, head over to shop.lavendare.com to check it out. And I'm sending you so much love. Talk to you next Sunday. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.